What's going on, golf addicts? Thanks for downloading this interview with Crunchy Man Pete. Crunchy Pete. Pete Prisolia is the caddy for Keith Mitchell out on the PGA Tour. Keith just got his first win at the Honda Classic. Crunchy Pete is an awesome human being, super nice guy, very, very interesting. In this episode, we're going to talk about how he hooked up with Keith Mitchell. It's been 87 weeks since he did what? Hitchhiking and getting preached at. A couple of wild encounters he's had while sleeping under the stars. His favorite gas station food and drink. And also how well he knows his boy Keith Mitchell with a little rapid fire. Really enjoyed him. You guys need to make sure you follow him on social at CrunchmanPete and be pulling for those guys. This is always presented by mybookie.ag. There are boys, promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word when you sign up, gets you 50% deposit bonus on whatever you deposit over $50 and up to $1,000. You need to get in that. Join mybookie.ag. They're really ramping up their golf offerings right now. Three ball matchups, head-to-heads, outrights, top 20s, top 10s, first round leader bets. All kind of good stuff coming up. Big, big, big offerings planned for the Masters. You can get all your future uh, um, major championship odds out. They they got everything you need. The customer service is the best in the business. So mybookie.ag and then promo code TOURJUNKIES to get that 50% deposit bonus. Hey, if you enjoy the podcast, give us a, a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. And enjoy this interview with our boy, Crunchy Pete. What's going on, Golf Addicts? DB here of the Tour Junkies. Pat Perry's with me, and we are excited to bring you yet another PGA Tour caddy interview. And this guy has just all of a sudden become a caddy hero, some caddy folklore come to life on Twitter. Just wrapped up his first win on the PGA Tour with his buddy Keith Mitchell. We've got Pete Persolia, a.k.a. Pete Persolja Boy, a.k.a. Crunchy Pete. He caddies for Keith Mitchell. Um, what's up, Pete? How you doing, buddy? Hey, great, David. How are you? Very good. Thanks for joining us. Congrats on the recent win at uh, at the Thank Honda. Thank you. Glad what to be a, here. What a week, man! It was awesome. Um, it really was. Well, I got to get this out of the way. We got We got to follow Crunchy Pete on Twitter at Crunchman Pete. You got to follow at Crunchman Pete. We'll get into that in just a second. You call yourself the caddy version of Bear Grylls uh, on your Twitter feed. We're also going to get into that. I know you, uh, you're, you're, you're very much your own man out there, and it's, it's very interesting. And I think you've made a lot of fans quickly. Uh, but I want to know, first of all, before we kind of get into the recent win and some of those things, um, I want to talk about how you knew Keith and the, the famous putter call in Q School that got this whole uh, wild ride started with Mr. Mitchell. <laughs> so I moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee in the year 2000 and caddied at the honors course there forever. That's definitely a, a home for me. And I knew Keith growing up. He was a young kid then. He must have been, what, eight years old. I kind of knew him off and on ever since then. And I guess uh, back in 2007, I kind of started dabbling with the Nationwide Tour, which is now the Web.com Tour. And kind of always stuck my foot in the door as a caddy. Kind of hit 2008. I hit about, I think, at least eight tournaments that year, traveling around the country. And eventually, when Keith was getting um, graduated from college in 2014, that summer I caddied for, he asked me to uh, caddy for him at the USAM qualifier just up the road in Cleveland, Tennessee, 36 holes in one day. 
So I said, mm. heck yeah. And he, both, we both went in blind. We got plenty of beta. He ended up meddling that for that tournament. And uh, following year, he uh, went to Latin American tour, did pretty, pretty darn well. And I joined him then in Q school for the full segment. I think it was on the last day, par three, part five iron. He hooked it left. He butted up against one of those thick bushes that's like just sticks straight up and it flares out up top. You cannot get a shaft, a shot on this thing. And it really going back to my days hanging out in Naples, Florida, we had a cool little chipping area that we could just putz around next to the caddy shack at old Florida. And we killed so many hours doing creative, stupid stuff, putting <laughs> off walls, chipping off trees, you know, hit, hit that leap over there, uh, flop it over this thing. It was like a total cross country, super fun hour before, you know, you got the call, Hey, get, get to the first tee. So the creative mind with all that, I think really came from there. So ended up being, he's like, Matt, should I just take a drop? And he would have to take a drop and some whiskey, thick Bermuda rough. Yeah. Would have been hard. And it's like, it's like, dude, just take a putter. Shaft straight up and down, just smash it on that green. Smash, <laughs> sure enough, he smashed it on through the through the thicket, rolled up on the green, putted it, maybe had about 20 feet. And, you know, he likes to make putts, so he hit this one, I think, five feet by, and then made the comebacker. Bogey, make, later on, makes it on the number. So, there you go. So, your buddies with Aaron Fleener, Fleener's JT Poston's caddy, seems like just the gem of a human being. We've not met Fleener, but we have had JT awesome. Poston. Yeah, we've had JT Poston on the podcast. Love that dude. Um, so, Aaron Fleener, Keith Mitchell started your Twitter account, is what we hear. And, um, you know, I saw I saw something on Twitter the other week that you would that, that you would be taking over the account. But I know that's not something that's really your speed, or it seems like it's not really something you really get into. But now you've got like sixteen thousand. By the way, I got to tell you, I was, I was, we're a little pissed at you, um, Crunchy Pete, because the the night the <laughs> night you guys won, you you or I guess you or Aaron tweeted out like, "Hey, get me over a thousand followers or whatever." And of course, a bunch of people did it, but we retweeted it, and um, and then I wake up the next day, and you've got like fourteen thousand followers. You now have more followers than we do, and we've been grinding this thing for like almost four <laughs> years trying to grow this, and you literally did it overnight. Um, talk about just like the craze uh, of that jump in followers and, um, and you know, not being the social media-driven kind of guy that, that, that maybe Fleener was. What's your plan going forward with the Twitter account? We all want to know. Is Crunchy Pete going to be the man, you know, behind the account? And what 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 can we expect? I think I finally got the password to get on there. I still haven't tried. So <laughs> obviously, obviously, for all these for the past two years, uh, as Aaron says, it's everything on there is one hundred percent me. And yeah, Aaron can't run that show forever. He's he's right. going to do though. He is he is he's the mastermind behind that. But yeah, I uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, maybe Aaron's gonna throw some stuff in there along the way. But uh, my plan is to definitely take it over and and be my own self for sure. Just add on to it. I probably, knowing me, uh, I might go in spurts where I I might do it for a couple weeks and then not touch it for a couple weeks. So 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Yeah. Well, we, we love to have as much Crunchy Pete on social as possible, man. You seem like a great dude, and I think everybody's excited about it. So after, you know, obviously we got Keith's win at the Honda, uh, which was just awesome. We loved watching that happen. Um, we met Keith a couple times um, at Kisner's Foundation event. And obviously, I interviewed you boys on Sirius XM last year when you were playing a, uh, a pro-am round. Um, that was yep, pretty fun. I remember that. So, yeah. Yep. And, and he's a Georgia boy. We're a couple of Georgia boys, Bulldog fans. So we love Keith. We were pulling for him. And, and then we got to see, you know, the excitement, um, you know, social media around you and grabbing the flag and all that. But talk, we, we want to ask you a little something that may be different. You know, you, you may have been asked this before, but after that win, we want to know if there was anything that you the first thing you spent your money on just because you had a little extra cash on hand that you that you may not have spent the money on without the victory. <laughs> Zero. Zero. <laughs> I, I had a feeling that was going to be the answer. And I definitely uh, spent a couple hundred bucks on dinners and drinks yeah. and food for my friends. For, so, yeah, there's, there's probably been a thousand dollars worth of beer and food thrown out there. <laughs> and still, now that I'm back home, there's still plenty of friends I, I'm going to buy beer for. So that's it. <laughs> I that got you. I, All right. Oh, and I and I just got a brand new phone yesterday. So okay, boom. Good. So do you have there's unlimited first, data now? First, it's funny. I've always had unlimited data. It oh, was okay. my memory. It was my memory that was full. Oh, your memory. So. Okay. So we got a little bigger <laughs> phone memory now. What what kind of phone yeah. did you get? I got an X, XR10 or whatever they call that thing. Nice. Okay. okay I had a good, six, good. I had an iPhone 6, yeah, that had 16 gigabytes. And it was actually, <laughs> the, memory was, the memory was pretty full for the past two years. As a matter of fact, it kept saying your, uh, your phone hasn't been, I got a picture of it on my old phone now. It says your, your phone hasn't been backed up in 87 weeks. That is almost <laughs> two years. <laughs> Love I'm, it. Well, well, I'm not kidding you. See that? As soon as this phone, you know, re rebooted itself over at Verizon yesterday, I had to go to Verizon. Sprint's been great to me, but I spent a lot of time in the North Carolina mountains and East Tennessee mountains, and Sprint just doesn't get up in the hollers like Verizon does. So, but uh, yeah, so all my old text messages came up from uh, 2000, July 15, 2017. So I got to relive uh, the web.com <laughs> web.com uh, text messages going back to Salt Lake City and everything else when I've been looking at it this morning. <laughs> That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, I feel like you and you and I have a lot in common when, when it comes to technology, I think, I think Pete. <laughs> so you mentioned Augusta earlier, and uh, which is obviously going to be a new course for you guys. Um, what do you do to pre prepare for a course that, that you and Keith haven't seen before? I guess for Augusta's sake, I could pull up on YouTube relive uh, every Augusta on TV going back as far as we want, but uh, I may not get around to that. But, uh, you know, Keith keeps things pretty simple. He doesn't, he doesn't super grind over practice rounds, which I really like about, you know, his, his approach. He's very, takes it in more and laid back about stuff like that. Um, and for me, I just, uh, I try to walk the course as much as I can. Even if it means do a practice round with him, walk another 18 with a buddy. And I typically like to walk 18 100% on my own with, you know, no distractions. And that, that doesn't mean, you know, I ran it, run into people and talk to them for a while. But so, you know, that's pretty much it. Just uh, some sometime throughout Masters Week, you'll see me with Keith. And then 
you'll probably definitely see me floating around just on my own, just kind of meandering around and take take things in. So, so what are you most looking forward to about Augusta? I think the the history and uh, the history of it obviously is amazing. Um, I've been there one time in my life on a Monday, 2013, during a tournament. So I've definitely been, you know, got a feel for it, but it's going to be super cool to be inside the ropes, putting on that white jumpsuit and being a part of the action and really listening to the crowd go from loud to zero, like out of nowhere, I'm sure, you know. And then obviously hit a great shot and just hear that roar from from nothing. I think you know hear the birds chirp, shot, stuff it next to the hole, hear the crowd. That'd be that would be really cool. Well, nice. I know you guys are looking forward to that week. So you know, David and I on on our show, our weekly podcast, we we're we're usually breaking down the course and players and that kind of stuff. So you know, we're talking stats and course history and form and all that kind of stuff. So if if you're on the spot and your life depended on choosing a pro to win a tour event for the week, what would be the one thing you would use as a factor in that choice? Man, I've I've had buddies asking me, you know, hey, who should I put my money on? And I'm like, dude, I have no clue. You know, uh, it it and and when it comes to stats, I mean, I've seen people just just get beaten up in a practice round and lose money on a Tuesday, and flip it around in top 10 and vice versa. So, you know, that's, that's just, that's a hard stat to just say anything about. Uh, I would say I, I would probably see how they, see how they strut on down the side, you know, how they walk the walk versus stats that <laughs> week. See if they got a good head on their shoulders, if they're wide eyed and looking around or if they're like slumped over and got something on their mind and stuck in a, stuck in a hole. So there's there's my stat for you. There's no uh, there's no stat to put in uh, next to putting or GIR or uh, sand saves or anything. I, you just gotta you just gotta see it in that person. That's it. Well, it certainly that certainly speaks to the variable nature of trying to pick golfers because it's just it's, it's pretty hard week in and week out. Because like you say, you just never know. They can be terrible in a practice round, and all of a sudden, you know, they're they're top ten in it. So uh, I hear you there for sure. Um, all right, so what is what's the hardest you've laughed out on tour with the boys? And and when was it and why? There's a lot of them, but the first the first one that comes to mind is when Keith Monday qualified back when we were on the web.com tour. He Monday qualified into Tampa, Valspar, which is going on this week right now. It was his first PGA Tour event ever and his good buddies from Chattanooga, Tennessee rallied and drove down there and we're warming up on the uh, practice range. And I think there was a Chick-fil-A like how on a billboard way in the distance. And they're like, yeah, you know, get the cow or whatever. His buddies were on the range behind us, whatever. I said, I said uh, something like, I can't remember how it worked, how it worked, but I said, Something like, if you if he hits a cow, do you think it's gonna move? And then all of a sudden he rips the drive, hits the cow, and all his buddies behind it behind us in the stands started going 
And then you heard a, heard a herd of cows behind us on the range, and everybody started laughing. And that was that was pretty freaking special. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so have you ever hitchhiked or picked up a hitchhiker? I have hitchhiked when my Volkswagen Vanagon has broken down multiple times back in the day. I used to have one of those things. But I've never hitchhiked to actually get from point A to point B on purpose. Now, I don't, oh, I take, what am I thinking about? Of course, hitchhiked a bunch. At the Ocoee River here in uh, East Tennessee, I, I whitewater kayak a lot. And so the river is a summertime getaway. I love it. And it's actually quite the norm. And I've been doing it at the Ocoee for 18, 19, 20 years. You you kind of after work race up there, go to the put in. It's kind of kind of along the road there. Go go kayak down five miles quickly and and then carry my boat up the bank, put the boat on the side of the road and thumb it. So I probably thumb that stretch of highway. I'd say a thousand times in my life. So there you go. I've, oh I've wow, like plenty. <laughs> it's normal to do that too. And every t- and and so uh, so as karma puts it, every time I drive up there, I'm like looking out for hitchhikers because I'm like, all right, I got to pick up a hitchhiker because my ass is going to be needing to be picked up here in about an hour. <laughs> now, in terms of yeah. picking up other hitchhikers, yeah, I picked up some here and there, but they there there has to be a certain cleanliness and safety to it. I'm not just a random guy to go pick up someone that looks sketchy at all. Have you ever gotten in the, a car when you're hitchhiking that that's made you a little nervous? Since I've really never hitchhiked, like I said, but with an intent to get to a mechanic shop or get back to the put-in on the Okoye River or some yeah, other river, yeah. some, or some blue moon, you kind of you kind of have to do that when you kayak. But uh, no, every car's been pretty cool. You know, there's one time uh, this huge old school station wagon picked me up, and it was pretty much a preacher guy, and he I had a I had a bunch of uh, sheets of paper, you know, about God as, as he dropped me off about 15 minutes later. <laughs> well, have you ever been in a fist uh, fight? Never been in one. You know, my brother, my twin brother and I, we definitely fought when we were kids, but it was never hitting each other in the face. So we've punched each other everywhere, you know, else. But never been in the fist fight. And just like that t- Twitter remark says, uh, I don't pick fights. I finish them. I, I think that's why I wouldn't want to ever want to be in a fight because I feel like I could do a little bit of damage, and I don't want to do damage on anybody. So there you go. Probably yeah. probably will never be in a fight. All right. So last question for me, and then David will wrap us up. But so I know you, we know you spend a lot of time out in the woods and in the wilderness. So I need to know any any wild animal encounters for you. <laughs> I have. Uh, Two that stick out, but there's a there's a ton more. But these two are really funny. Web.com days might have been 2010-ish, give or take. The Ford Wayne Gretzky tournament up in Georgian Bay, Canada. Get there, sleep on the ground. But I you know I got a sleeping pad and sleeping bag and two pillows. Just lay everything on the ground uh, at a state park. Middle of the night. Something whacks my hand. My hands are. I'm laying on my back. My hands are over my head. Something whacks my red elbow. It's a skunk. 
the thing actually headbutted me or took oh. a tail and whacked me. And <laughs> I, could, I, I, could, I could smell the skunk the rest of the night. I knew it didn't spray me, but I could smell the skunk the rest of the night. And, and I, just, I just went back to sleep. I'm like, either I'm, either I'm hit and I'm done for the week or I'm fine. Either way, I'm like, I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> so I wake, up in the, I wake up that morning and I'm like sniffing around, you know, and, and finally it kind of, I was like, dude, it never got me. That's sweet. Hell yeah. Well, later on that week, uh, maybe six, seven, eight of us caddy buddies ended up hooking up and had our own little compound at the state park. And the rest of the week, I, I laid my pad on, on the picnic table. Sure enough, that skunk came around later that week. It was like trolling around looking for food. I remember waking up and looking right straight below me on the picnic table, and there he was just meandering around. I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? Don't spray me. You can, you can, you can chill all you want here. Just don't spray me. And he, never, he never sprayed us. So, And then the other one was uh, I worked at Hot Springs in Colorado for a summer lived out of my tent and one day i'm going down is strawberry park hot springs outside of steamboat springs place is sweet if any if you ever get a chance uh, yeah. to go there it's a month it's super I've cool been there it's awesome yeah it's amazing so i'm going down the steps to uh the private side of the pool just before like it's dark out before i go to go to sleep my tent was just down the road from this from the hot springs i'm walking down the steps and all of a sudden, something whacks me in the freaking ankle. And I'm like, did I just freaking hit like a, did I just walk into a pricker bush or something? I don't remember prickers being around this place. I mean, heck, I, you know, worked that whole summer there. Sure enough, I walk inside this little uh, uh, changing room area, and there's a freaking porcupine that just whacked me. And I had seven quills sticking <laughs> into my ankle. And... There was a porcupine. I sit down at the bench inside. There's a porcupine on the other side of the bench. And I was like, hey, buddy, what's up, man? Those things are so cute looking. And those quills, honestly, it was like acupuncture. They did not hurt. I pulled them out. And I'm like, wow, that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. And then I said, all right, buddy. Opened the other side of the door. He kind of waddled out. Just and then kind of waddled back up the steps. I'm like, all right, see you later. I got seven quills from you. Seven quills from you as uh, souvenirs. Appreciate it. <laughs> went about went about on my way. Went soaked soak, soak the sting in the hot springs later that later that eve. <laughs> I got I got a. I was really anticipating like a snake story or like a wolf or a coyote or a bobcat or something. I was not expecting a skunk and a porcupine. That's fantastic. Um, what do you, as much as you drive, I know you drive around a lot. What do you listen to? Do you listen to stuff when you drive? I'm a radio surfer. Okay. Surf the radio. Yep. That's it. Okay. I, you know, uh, I've got a CD in my old Jeep that, uh, my buddy Randy Steele I actually went to listen to him last night play. He's kind of bluegrassy, uh, Americana here in Chattanooga. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, I don't, I've never had a smart, smart radio. So I've had <laughs> yeah. one of those plugins. I've had one of those plugins to my old Jeep. My newer <laughs> Jeep doesn't have it. So Pandora was, Pandora was in for the longest time, but lately it's been, uh, it's pretty much Pandora, but most of the time it's radio. And I love radio because you never know. You just surf, scan, surf. You get what I'm saying. And you're just a you're a nomad in all aspects. You just you wander around the radio. Yeah. You wander around the wilderness. I like it. Um, 
All right. As much as you also travel, what's your go-to gas station food and beverage? Usually, if I'm snacking on the road, it's a bag of kettle potato chips. Yep, love those. Okay. And they're and those are becoming mainstream now, so you can kind of find them at most gas stations. And I try to, I try to just drink water. I mean, if if I if I have to. If I have to have coffee because I have to get somewhere at night, I'll drink it. But I pretty much just drink coffee for, for breakfast and water in the day. I'm, I'm like a beef jerky. For some reason, I like some white cheddar popcorn from gas stations, like on the road. Um, it's the, the, the SmartWise popcorn is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of my go-to on the road. Um, You're right. I get, I get potato chips, SmartWise popcorn, and I did buy uh, – a bag of beef jerky on my way on my drive home from Jacksonville on Monday. So, what are a couple of tips for living life on the road in your car and sleeping under the stars? If 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 somebody's gonna if somebody's like, hey, uh, Crunchy Pete, I want to do this with you one week. I just want to I just want to ride. I just want to go on the open road and do what you do. What are a couple tips you're giving them? Make sure you have a really nice pad. Whatever you, whatever, I typically have a nice pad, sleeping bag, a blanket, two pillows. Okay. And sleep like a baby, whether it's under <laughs> the stars, uh, under a tree, or in the back of an SUV if it's raining. You know, if I get a hold of an SUV, I'll sleep in the back of there, cruising down the highway, pull over wherever. And then, and then, Trying to trying to make it special, you know. Parking at Walmart, no. Uh, location, location, fine. location. That's one hundred percent correct. Yeah, I like it. All right, here's here's where, how we're going to end it, Keith. Um, we are going to do a rapid fire. I'm sorry, Keith. We're going to do a rapid fire on Pete on how well he knows Keith. All right. So rapid fire, crunchy Pete on how well you know your boy Keith Mitchell. You ready? <laughs> I'll probably butcher it, but I'm ready. All right. Can Keith dance? I do not know the answer, but I would say closer to no than yes. Okay. What's Keith's favorite food? Sushi. Mm, all right. What's Keith's, who's Keith's favorite band or artist? Or who's somebody that he's hot on right now? He loves this new Americana music. And... I am so bad with names of bands <laughs> that I can picture someone in, you know, I can picture a few bands, but I cannot remember their names. Remember, I'm a radio surfer. So I, I know. don't know who's playing, who's playing, what band's playing for the most part. But if, if I had to do karaoke, I could sing every one of them. I, I hear you. All right. What's now you, this is going to be a tough one because you have to really be paying attention here. I don't know that you're going to have this one either. But what's Keith's, like, go-to movie to quote, or, like, pull a line from here and there? Never heard any pull the lines from Never heard from it. him. What no, about his he, go-to drink at a bar? Well, if it's a fancy drink, I have no clue. But he definitely, he definitely enjoys a cold beer once in a while. He, he likes wine, but obviously you're not going to get wine at a bar. So I would say just a good... Um, you don't know the label okay. you know, that, he, that he's a fan of? You know, the beer that he likes? Come on, Pete, we got to get on this. <laughs> I do know I love my IPAs. 
But uh, yeah, yeah. Usually, usually, usually when I've gone out with him, it's yeah. Man, I I struck out. Struck out. No, I bet you know. I got three more, and I bet you know these. I bet you know all three. What's his favorite shot to hit? He likes to smash that cut driver. Well, smash cut driver. Okay. What about his least favorite shot to hit? A putter butted up against a bush in the hazard to knock it on the green. <laughs> what about a what about a least favorite shot on the regular that he comes up with? He's got it all. Nope. Nah. He, okay. he, he, he loves he he loves low. He can really keep things low. Uh, you know, if if there's maybe uh, the probably the the shot that gets the least amount of love is probably uh, cut cut irons into tucked right pins. He can do mm -hmm. it, but you know what I'm saying. Yep. I feel you. I, I that's 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 the ones I don't I don't see as much, which is totally fine. He he has a shot. I'm just saying that's the one I don't I don't see as much. Yeah. What are what are Keith's superstitions on the golf course? Does he have any? I don't think he has any. And I try to I try to never bring up anything negative to find out if he has any superstitions. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. Keep a po positive, positive, peaceful Pete. I love it, man. Yeah. This one, my one friend back in the day, she, another nickname, nickname of mine she gave me was Positive Perky Pete. <laughs> <laughs> we can go with that too. You got all of them, man. You're just a, you're, you're, a, you're a great dude. We appreciate you coming on the Tour Junkies podcast, taking a little bit of time. We, um, we can't wait to see you in Augusta. We'll, um, we'll be out there and, you know, definitely pulling for you and, and your boy. Um, Definitely be following the Twitter account and see see what happens. You know, I get it. You know, you might go in spurts. That's okay. Everybody needs to follow at Crunchman Pete on Twitter. And man, again, we appreciate having you on. We'd love to talk to you again sometime. Yeah, Dave and Pat, I appreciate everything. Uh, I'll be uh, going to Austin, Texas here uh, for the match play, and I'm not sure if I'm flying yet, but I think I'm going to rent a car and go back roads. Saturday and Sunday through North Mississippi and North Louisiana on my way to Austin, Texas. So maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll dig something deep out of the woods over there for you. On, yeah. On yeah. Yeah. Let us know, man. <laughs> um, I, I'd love to video any encounters you may have. We'd love to see that dude. Yeah. The, yeah. uh, the adventures of crunchy Pete. That's we, somebody needs to follow you with a camera. I just think that's what needs to happen. You, you need to take the money that you made from Honda and just hire somebody to follow you around the country with a camera and throw that stuff on YouTube. People will eat it up. I'm telling you. <laughs> You're that, right. That, yeah, that that'd be fun. I already got some beta on some uh, places to go on, on the way there. So it's, uh, it's, it's funny how things just fall into place sometimes. My buddy I went to go see last night, uh, Randy Steele, playing music in a super cool, like, there was only like, 40 people in this small, tiny shack house. And his buddy, Luke Hard, was playing with him. And Luke Hard used to live in Austin, Texas. So he gave me some beta on some cool stopover. So I'll be, that's, that's what's kind of like making me want to just drive. So do it, buddy. Go, go get that beta. Bye.